You're listening to Art Heroes Podcast, the show to help you thrive as a digital artist. Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero. Hello guys, what's up? This is Maria JD. Welcome to the Art Heroes Podcast. Thanks for tuning in back again this week. And uh, if you know what's D&D, if you have played the game, if you've really been into it, you're going to be specifically interested in hearing what we're discussing today with our guest, Miguel. And he actually goes by nickname MZ4250. I hope I didn't screw up the numbers. So uh, Miguel is really well known all over the internet as the uh, 3D designer of so many D&D pieces and he's got a huge Patreon account. So that's another topic that I'm really curious to tackle with Miguel uh, because he managed to grow it from uh, like, well, I guess zero (laughs) as everybody else to uh, close to 4K subscribers, sorry, patrons. This is huge. I know many of you out there are thinking of making their own patrons. And so if you want to see what it actually takes, well, I'm going to ask Miguel right now. Let's get into it. Okay. Uh, hi, Miguel. We're live now and welcome to Art Heroes Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah, no, just checking the connection as well. Yes. Okay. So, um, Miguel, um, I've got um, a long list of things to cover, but, uh, you know, I'm just going to start with a little intro that I came across um, your models uh, because uh, just so many people on Patreon love it. And uh, and uh, that's kind of I think I first uh, saw your art, and I'm pretty happy that you agreed to, um, you know, to uh, come on the show and just uh, share a little bit about what you do and uh, you know how all this uh, uh, came about. So um, yeah, do you mind just starting with like an intro from your side, how this looks from your side? Sure. Uh, so yeah, uh, so hi everybody. I'm Miguel Zavala on the internet. I go by MZ4250. Uh, the MZ is obviously my initials. 4250 is a random batch of numbers that I just chose that I just stuck with. There's no meaning behind it. There's nothing. Um, and it works. It's just convenience now. It's just, well, it's already there. I'm not going to change it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm a, uh, I guess you could say, yeah, professional 3D artist, uh, but I'm a 3D artist who focuses on 3D modeling uh, miniatures for 3D printing. Uh, my primary focus is tabletop gaming, uh, particularly in the realm of fantasy uh, gaming, such as D&D, Pathfinder, the Cobalt Press stuff, etc. cetera. Um, I started about six years ago uh, as a hobby. Um, I was, uh, it was about, uh, it was about, it had been about eight years since I got my degree in art and I kind of just let go to focus on my military and uh, government career. And then about six years ago, um, by the way, is the bird noises okay? Is that That's fine. Okay? That's fine. Okay. The bird noises yeah. are amazing, actually. I'm sure that so many artists would love to have that. Yeah. 
All right, cool. Just making sure. But, uh, but yeah, so six years ago, um, my wife, uh, Jen, girlfriend at the time, uh, she uh, told me, hey, there's this amazing thing called 3D printing. You you still have 3D skills. Why don't you use that to make like a DD mini or something for our games? And of course, at the time, I was so jaded. And I was just like, no, never again. Art <laughs> is dead to me. And she basically dragged me into the DC library to take the course. And then as soon as I learned how 3D printing worked, I was just hooked. And uh, so she was very, very smart to uh, basically pull my ear into the uh, library. Um, but yeah, I posted my first uh, 3D printed uh, little black dragon uh, on Reddit and Reddit loved it. And then I made a blue dragon and Reddit loved it. And then I just thought, you know, Reddit is really digging what I'm making here. So let me just do the whole monster manual, because why not? And I thought, well, you know, 3D printing's already been around for a while. And I'm not exactly the first 3D artist. Let me look around and see if somebody's just done this already. And no one has. Like, it just didn't exist nobody was doing this it was like there were people that were doing things for tabletop here and there that were very very generalized but there was nothing that was actually D based and i just thought that that was strange but i just went for it so um made a bunch of dragons and then i just went alphabetically in the monster manual from the from uh, first page to the last uh and then after that i just kept going i just kept making more books um i just kept printing them and, and printing them and sometimes just modeling them got to about 12 DD books covered and uh and the entire time i made sure that the models were always free they were always posted in a specific site that wizards was okay with uh because there's some sites that are like actually owned by bigger entities like Microsoft or Google and things, and they don't like it when their stuff is posted there because then that means that technically now Microsoft owns that stuff and they don't want that. So I followed the rules. They were super nice to me. Um, and it's been great for six years so far. Um, I've made some custom minis for some of the acquisitions incorporated people and some of the other streaming games for fun. Uh, and yeah, as a, uh, as I kept grow as I kept my collection kept growing um, and my modeling kept improving, uh, once again uh, my wife uh, said, "Hey, you should maybe start a Patreon." And of course, at the time, because I never listened initially, and I never do. Uh, Seems that uh, she knows better. Huh? <laughs> he always knows better, and I need to, and I have to listen. Um, I love you. <laughs> yeah, over there. Um, but yeah, she said, you know, you should do a Patreon because people will, uh, you know, support artists that way. And of course, again, I was like, no, absolutely not. I, my things are already free. Who would possibly pay anything? And of course, that was wrong because people do like supporting artists and people do like, you know, the little perks that a Patreon can give. So about a year it was about a year. It was like about a year and a half into having a Patreon. Uh, I was making enough to actually pay the bills. Like I didn't really need to have my my quiet office job. Uh, I was working at the EPA, and you know it was a fine job. I mean, I had good leadership. It was a nine to five. You do your thing. You go home. Your work doesn't follow you. It was it was it was a good job. Made a lot of friends there. I'm still friends with a lot of people there. 
But, um, you know, once the bills were covered by this, by my 3D art, it just didn't seem to make sense to continue working at this place when I could be making my own schedule and doing my own thing. So I took the big jump um, and it's been, let's see. Oh yes, I remember now. So my last day at the office job was on Halloween. I dressed up as Godzilla too, which was great. And uh, that was the last day of uh, me working at a regular job. So it's been almost a year now and it's been, it's been fine. So you it's can a, have a the stress- anniversary, you know, of oh, like a yeah. quid nine yeah, to like five so, yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, it's, um, it's been a really good experience uh, a year into self-employment. Stressful at times because I had to learn so many things out of nowhere that you just don't learn in school. Like I had to learn about how to do quarterly taxes and how that works. And apparently there's these things called mortgages. I just thought you just took a house. Like, no, you have to pay for it. I don't, I don't. <laughs> um, and there's just so much stuff that I just had to learn this year, like pretty much uh, trial by fire, but it's been fine. Um, yeah, it's, the, 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 the pay obviously like fluctuates every month, especially during a pandemic. So that's a little stressful, obviously, but we've been okay. And yeah, here I am making art. And, wow. You know, so, you know, it's art. like, uh, you're a very different type of an artist, I would say, like, uh, um, you know, not a typical story from like what I can tell from my experience of talking to like 50 artists in a row for this podcast. So it's pretty unusual. Um, like, uh, what's, how do you know about D&D? Like, are you a fan at all? Or like, or is it your wife? Oh, no, no. I, <laughs> I mean, she's a fan too. We play in a bunch of games very regularly. Um, we're doing Curse of Strahd right now on a weekly basis. It's great. But uh, I have been playing D&D since I was six years old. Um, and I'm 38 now, so it's, uh, it's been a while. Um, it started in the eighties, uh, right around the, the tank. So at, in, during the eighties in the U S there was this moment where D D was like being compared to sin worship and devil worship and sacrifices. And it was nonsense. And it was made worse by like this awful movie. Uh, I love Tom Hanks to death, but man, he made a mistake being in that one. Um, but yeah, so the satanic panic was happening and playing D&D was really rebellious. It's like, it was like, whoa, are you playing D&D? Ooh, ooh, did you didn't tell anybody? I mean, you saw in Stranger Things, I'm assuming like, you know, that was part of that. Uh, so during that time, while I was in Sunday school in a, a Baptist church, uh, downstairs in the Sunday school, the babysitter, if you will, was making a D campaign with all of these kids so i was playing D when i was six in a church of all places and uh yeah i was pretty much hooked as a little kid and i've been playing ever since uh played throughout grade school and high school uh every time i deployed to iraq there was a little side D game that was happening when we came back from missions and like it just <laughs> uh, never stopped college kept going and i'm playing now and it's, Probably never gonna stop. I'm probably just old man playing, rolling a new character. Probably know. 
So, um, okay, I'll jump in 3D component of all of this after, but I'm now really curious about the uh, table games. So um, since, um, you know, like since you're into it, what's the next big thing, you know? Because D&D has such a huge fandom, it's really unbeatable and uh, it seems like it's one of these timeless games. Yeah. I don't even know if it, you know, if it has a comparison because there's D&D, and there's a bunch of other tabletops. Mm -hmm. I I think my primary focus is anything that revolves around uh, D and D, since it's just there's just so much to do, and there's just so many wonderful ideas and like concepts out there. And uh, I like the idea of tapping into maybe like sci-fi games here and there, or Eldritch Horror, Cthulhu type games here and there, um, but. The list of things to create for D&D &D is just never going to end. I There will always be another book to tackle. And even if someday, I don't know, the leadership and wizards changes and they're like, we don't like this Miguel, take him down. Then I would still have so many models to make that my patrons would want me to make for their specific games or whatever. Like it would just never stop. So yeah, I'm pretty much focused on that. And I, it's going to keep me busy for a very, very long time. So explain to people who have no idea of what are the books, you know, because you were mentioning oh. that you're making books and uh, yeah, I think that will be just a helpful intro. Oh yeah, sure. So, uh, so D and D. Um, so for those of you who don't know, D and D is a role-playing fantasy game. It's basically you play pretend and then there's dice that decide what exactly is happening. And it's a, uh, cooperative story where there's a guy who's the rules person he's a dungeon master and then there's the players who make their story and uh so when it comes to the books the big big one is the monster manual it's this big book that has all of these monsters that you can uh, use in this game and they're you know some of the things are very classical like there's the dragons and vampires and then there's some really weird things like there's this monster called the beholder that has like tentacles and then it has eyes at the end of the tentacles oh, cool. and it's very handsome looking um and uh yeah and then of course but there's other books there are other uh books that have like their own stories in them that the dungeon master would follow along and he would make the fights in the games and the role playing based off of what's in the book at the end of the book there's always an appendix that has here's the monsters inside this book. Inside each book, there would be maybe 20 monsters, 30 monsters. Uh, then there's other monster manuals, if you will, that have hundreds of other more creatures. And so, yeah, it's just this huge list of things that, uh, you know, you can make a 3D model of and 3D print yourself. And, you know, as long as you don't try to sell it, you know, then you're pretty much good to go. So it's pretty nice. Wow. Okay, cool. I think that's, that's been, that's been really helpful. So um, uh, now let's just touch a little bit on the 3D part of it. So sure. um, what's your stack? Like, uh, you know, what, what, and how do you, how did you actually learn all of this? Was it also like self-taught being self-taught pretty much? Uh, so, yeah. Um, so I, I did get a degree in art, uh, long time ago now I feel like 12 years ago I think roughly now uh, I did get a degree in art uh, and with a focus on 3d modeling uh, and uh, it 
set the foundation uh, just right for what I needed to do. Um, and uh, I did work uh, in the, the industry for like about a year before my one of my Iraq deployments. And uh, so I, got, I gained a lot of experience that way too. Uh, but when I got back, I took a really long break from doing anything 3D. Uh, but when I decided when it was time to do what I'm doing now, I kind of just self-taught myself um, and basically brushed off the cobwebs uh, by using uh, tutorials on YouTube. Uh, so I uh, picked up Blender uh, because it's free. And it wasn't too hard to like get back into it because... In school, I was taught uh, Maya, and yeah. Maya has a very, very unique uh, UI. Uh, Blender has its own very complicated UI, so I didn't feel too strange. Like, oh, this is very bizarre and weird. Yeah, this makes sense. Um, so, yeah, it just took a lot of self-taught, self-teaching, um, but uh, I made it a very, very uh, regimented uh, process of when I got home from my office job. I okay. would do a couple of hours in 3D. And for me, it was a relaxing hobby. So, you know, have a glass of wine, play some jazz in the background. And then, you know what? I'm just going to make a pterodactyl. Why not? Um, so okay. if, if you if you do that process for, you know, a couple of years where you come home, you're like, yeah, I'm going to make something. Why not? Let's see what I got. It's going to build up your skills. So that's how so, I pretty much uh, I, got to this point. Yeah, so are you saying that uh, uh, just a couple of years of daily, I don't know, how many hours, like an hour or two? Let's see, I'd say when I was doing this casually before I became a full-time person, I'd say every day between maybe one or two hours, uh, every day, nonstop. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely in the thousands and thousands of hours at this point. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I'm sure so. So one thing I'm curious about, like, did you, how confident did you feel about, you know, um, like making models and putting them on, well, okay, first, at first, where before Patreon, before you actually started making money in that, like, uh, did you understand that you're like uh, at a pro league or were you rather intermediate? And uh, I'm just like wondering what's, what was the starting point? Um, I never accepted that I was like a professional in any way. I always considered myself intermediate because the models that I made, um, you know, like a level of detail was not very high because at the time, the 3D printers, they were FDM printers, which is the yeah. glue gun building yeah, yeah, up yeah. and stuff. And those details are not very, you know, they're not there. So my 3D models at the beginning, they were very, very basic. And, you know, I just thought it was very intermediate, you know, at most. Um, but as more advanced 3D printers became commercially available, uh, like resin printers, details just skyrocketed. So I had to uh, up my game too. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it wasn't, it was like, I think out of the, the six years of doing this, the first four was me just you know, considering myself a very casual, very relaxed intermediary artist who enjoyed what he was doing. And then it was like pretty much like the last two years that I started picking things up and doing like real sculpting and actual right. details, and hair and facial details. And stuff. 
So were you paid at all during these first four years for your art? Because I mean, I understand no. that it was just your side gig. I mean, which is not technically a gig because it's not paid. <laughs> yeah, um, there was a, so that I've made are actually uh, safe for commercial use. So some of the okay. things I did put on the, the website Shapeways and ah, yeah, occasionally Shapeways. somebody somebody would order something here and there. Uh, oh, so there's a, there's a siren going on over there. I'm going to close it's my door. It's not super loud, so. actually. Oh, it's not? Okay, good. Um, anyway, yeah, we, I live outside DC, of course. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, yeah, so uh, there was a Shapeways uh, page that I had, and the majority of my files were shared there for free. Um, but, you know, sometimes people would buy something here and there, whatever, It'd be fun money, I guess. Um, I did set up a page on drive through RPG just to put my files up there. And if people wanted to pitch something, they could, but it was never anything really like serious. Like it was never, like, I could never like actually pay in serious like, bills. Yeah. Like it. actually it like, yeah. Yeah. So it was it not wasn't like serious, like making money there. with that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was fine. Like, I think at one point during those four years, I think I made enough to like order pizza. I was like, oh, that's nice. Yay. Pizza. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't serious until the Patreon came around. Okay, cool. That is, that is super interesting. And, uh, you know, like during your first like four years of like doing this, have you ever like thought of, um, getting a job in the industry back again? Honestly, no. I, I was so, I, I was very content with just how my life was. Like I'm making art, there's no pressure. I have an office job and that job is fine. Like it was just very under control. Okay. I was just like, you know, this is, this is fine. Like, this is good. I don't need to work. And technically like, you know, a big studio like, uh, like Bethesda is literally there. Bethesda. Um, you know, like there were options out there. But I just thought, you know, I'm very happy with how my art is right now and how everything is. And I just, you know, didn't really feel the need to join into an industry again that, you know, there's no guarantee that you'd be happy in it. So I just that's true. stuck to myself. Yeah. 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 It's a different level of competition, I guess. It's just absolutely different uh, pace. Yeah. Um, so uh, talk to me a little bit about Patreon. So what it takes actually to be successful in Patreon and uh, talking about like pace and competition, do you feel any of it mm. as somebody who, you know, who's a Patreon artist? Well, I try not to think of myself as competing with anybody because um, there are just so many different, like, you know, people out there trying to do different things. But uh, how it how you would be successful in this really varies on just how uh, how much work you're going to be putting into it. Um, my recommendation to people when they start something like this is to not quit their day job, like because when you start this, you know, there's no guarantee you're gonna you're gonna just you know make enough to pay the bills immediately. Like there's that's just that's just unheard of. Um, I mean, when I started my Patreon, it took uh, roughly about a year and some change before I was able to actually, you know, make money to pay the bills. But 
technically the reason why the Patreon I did so well is because I had four years already of just making a name for myself on the internet. Um, so I had that notoriety. I had that rec name recognition that's built on four years of this nice guy sharing things. So, you know, you need to make a name for yourself. That's a big thing. You need to uh, up your game when it comes to social media, uh, uh, you know, interactions. Uh, so you have to have a Twitter and an Instagram. You have to regularly post on Reddit. And, but yeah, you have to regularly tweet. You have to regularly post on Instagram. You have to join all the Facebook groups that involve your art and postings there. Like it's, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of interaction that you need to do and you need to maintain in social media. So building a name for yourself, that's the big one, obviously. And again, that is not easy. It took me four no, years. It's to not. Have some it's absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there's that. Uh, the next thing that you have to do is, you know, you need to be able to pump out large amounts of content at a very fast pace. And in the world of 3D, it's very, very hard to break away from delving into the rabbit hole when you're working on a project. Now you make a creature and it's like, oh, but you know, maybe if I just put more scales here. Oh, you know, maybe if I just, maybe, you know, his eyes are like, and then 40 hours later, you're still working on the same thing. Uh, so it's very, very tempting to delve into the details. So you need to work out a, a system where you can create what you want to represent that would also you know, not take you an entire month to create. Um, especially when it comes to, for instance, what I do for 3D printing, um, it's very, very uh, tempting to really get into the details of something. But even with resin printing, some of those details are not going to show up and you're kind of oh just yes. wasting your time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if you're going to get down to the details, like, okay, maybe lines on a face, Sure, that makes sense. Lines in the hair, okay, that's fine. If you're trying to do sweat glands and eye fo and hair follicles and things like that, you're you're completely wasting your time. It's never gonna show up. Uh, so that's another thing is to I, I love you too, Kat. Uh, and uh, is just yeah, work out a process where you can find that balance between where you're satisfied with what you created, but is practical enough to still be printed. Um, so, so your work process, your social media, uh, the amount of work you're going to be putting in, obviously, uh, if you're going to try to run a Patreon and to do this, you have to treat it like a job. So you have to put in a lot of amount of hours and that's very difficult when you're already working a full-time job someplace else. So that's another thing is you have to find that balance of making the time to either practice your art or actually create content. Uh, what's another thing? I guess a uh, kind of a common sense point is, you know, you should, as you're making a name for yourself, you should always interact with a person online, like if they were literally next to you. So basically don't be mean, be nice. And if people are mean, choose your battles. Is it really worth it to respond to this person who's clearly just a troll? Like, why would you bother? So be smart with your interactions and, you know, just be nice. Uh, what else? Let's see. 
I mean, that's um, a lot already. Actually, just as a follow-up question, you said that, uh, you know, like treat your Patreon as a job and that's exactly what I imagine, like uh, when it is uh, when it is your job. So do you have oh, yeah. something like a release schedule? I don't know, like um, something like yeah. a weekly or I don't know. So I don't, so some Patreons, they do this like big monthly release where they release everything in this one day and then they just kind of disappear. Uh, I don't follow that. I I prefer to release things as I create them. That's why people who are subscribed to my Patreon, they're going to get an email pretty much Monday through Friday with, this is what I made today. Um, and uh, some patrons, they don't like that. But for me, it's my way of A, tracking what I've been working on, but B, also showing people, hey, you're invested in me so i'm going to show you that your money was invested well um see the thing is, is that for me i i have a, a back i have a military background i've served in the army for 21 years i'm going to be uh retiring as a major uh most of it's been reserve components so i haven't been completely full-time all the time but uh i have a military background and it's just engraved in my head to have something done by the end of the day and report <laughs> that to whoever you're whoever's in charge oh my god now i want to be the patron <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> but yeah it's that's kind of in my head it's like okay well you're up now let's go exercise you don't exercise and great okay let's go eat okay you're done eating great what time is it it is seven you are running out of time all right time to make some art let's make some art and then i'm gonna make <laughs> art and if i make two three models i will consider myself satisfied and then i post everything and then it's like well it's about that time it's roughly about five okay it's a normal work day i'm done and yeah it's just regimented engraved in my brain if I didn't finish a project that day, I would just feel so guilty. I was also raised Catholic, so I'm just going to feel guilty no matter what. Yeah. Um, that is yeah. amazing. So, um, like, is there something like an inspiration for you, or it's more of a, or it's more of like uh, you have like certain plan or like the routine, and uh, you know, inspiration just kind of comes. How does this work for you? Um, eh, well, I'd say 90% of the things that I create are based off of, uh, artwork that already exists. Either it's official artwork from the D&D people or, uh, a patron maybe draw something like, this is what my character looks like. Can you make that? Like, that's something I get a lot. Um, so I'd say the majority of the stuff that I've made was based off of the inspiration from, was inspired from people who wanted something represented in actual three-dimensional design. Uh, occasionally, I just create something out of the bloom. It doesn't happen often. Usually, if it does, it's going to have lots of claws and feathers. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's, I'd say, like, that's about it. Like, on the occasion, I'll just come up with something on my own. But most of the time, it's not too difficult to find something that all you can work with, you know? So why do you think people follow you just in general and not follow like, uh, like, why are they your patrons? And uh, how much of the stuff do you think gets printed? Um, well, I'm pretty sure that the majority, like at least 99% of the people who are patrons of mine, like they just want to support an artist. 
they think that it's great and uh, they do it. Uh, that's why like the majority of the people in my tiers are like in the lower, like $1, $5. Um, I do try to make it more worthwhile by offering little perks here and there, uh, like, uh, the $5 patrons, they have access to my Google drive. So that's all 2003, no, 2000, 2,400 of my models in one place. So it's convenient. Wow. Uh, so I offer little perks like that. Uh, I made a nice little discord so people can chat amongst themselves on getting help on, Hey, how do you print this? How does this work? Things like that. Um, for the 3D printing folks who use resin printers, uh, all of my pre-supported models are in one spot. Uh, so I try to make it worthwhile as much as possible. But in the end, most of the people, they just like the idea of supporting an artist that helps them with what they do. Because even uh, during this time of a pandemic, people, when they're careful and space things out or get tested and stuff, they could still play their games in person, usually maybe outside or something, but people are still doing what they want with this. And, uh, you know, if I'm helping in some way, it's nice. Cool. Uh, there are actually some people that are using my files for augmented reality uh, games now and virtual tabletop games where they use the models, but it's in a virtual like space. It's pretty wild. So, you know, if it's, if it's created as an STL file, it can be turned into an OBJ. And once it's an OBJ, you can do anything with it. So it's, it's pretty smart stuff. Wow, crazy. Actually, now, very interesting. I'm just taking a note to take a look into that, like an augmented reality gaming. That mm -hmm. is, uh, yeah, sounds like that could be interesting. So um, then uh, about printing, uh, do people frequently send you like uh, pictures, pictures of your stuff printed? And actually, do you still print stuff, like a lot yeah. of it or... Yeah, um, I haven't been printing a lot. How many printers do you have? Follow-up oh. question. <laughs> I have two. Um, I have a Prusa uh, i3 uh, Mark III. It's a really big printer that does the FDM stuff. Um, I also have a Anycubic Photon. That's the resin one. And uh, that's the one that does all the little high-detailed, very small models. And uh, that's like my favorite one. Um, I still print. Um, I don't print as much recently because my in-person games are not as frequent as they used to be. Yeah. Um, but uh, once a month, uh, well, not once a month, usually about like five times a month, I, I do uh, print a thank you gift to like the really higher tier patrons because I do have a handful of patrons that like they're paying, they, 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 they contribute $50 a month. And I'm like, wow. I mean, Thank you. Uh, so I might send them a, something nice, like, a, like, hey, uh, you have a character you got or something. I'll, I'll make it, whatever. And, you know, it's a thank you gift. Um, but, yeah, so I do print here and there still. Uh, it's slowed down as much. I think once we're all this is over yeah. and, you know, moving past it, I'm probably going to be picking up again. Uh, and, uh, but, yeah, no, I still print. It's still fun. It's nice. It's nice to just sometimes paint a miniature, not do any 3D, just put my little goggles on, just paint away. It's because art is still art. And it's uh, it's very funny how painting a miniature is very similar to painting pretty much anything. You know, you have your base colors first, then you got to put in the uh, 
the highlights and throw in some shade and then put more highlights. It's very funny how it's so similar to like canvas painting. Amazing. So, um, do you think just, you know, as, um, you know, as now with so much experience with Patreon and, uh, uh, as an artist, do you think any, uh, kind of artist can build a successful Patreon account that say if, if he's committed or she's committed to, uh, building like the, let's say a personal brand or whatever, just like an artist image, or they're like, you know, major limitations, requirements or something like this? I think that uh, like any artist, if they're willing to put their amount of work into it and they make something that really makes them stick out in the crowd, that it's totally, totally doable. Uh, you know, it just really depends on what they make and how much work they're willing to put into it. Uh, there are... Like there, there are now hundreds of 3D artists that are doing what I do. Uh, <laughs> there's just so many now. And, uh, you know, it's, I think like, I don't know which ones will like make it and which ones won't make it, but if they can make something that's different and unique and worthwhile, I think that they can succeed for sure. Um, if they focus on things that everybody has already seen and made, maybe not so much. I mean, do you know how many orcs there are now out there? Like there's yeah. so many, like nobody cares anymore. But if you make an orc wizard with a fire dog on top of a leaf dragon, you know what? Maybe that'll make you stick out a little more. So there you go. Okay. Well, that sounds like the uh, the whole different niche. Uh, I don't mean orcs. I just mean, <laughs> yeah. I just mean like Patreon and like um, uh, just a lot of things that uh, um, that you've got to consider before actually making it like a job mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. So- but, but yeah. It's and but I cannot uh, stress enough though that like don't just jump into this blindly without having some kind of stable income have some kind of a nine to five already that exists because there is a chance it might not work out. So. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. So do you yeah, still, yeah, do you remember how many people you like are following you on average, just like kind of this year? Um, I mean, the, the Patreon itself, I'm at uh, 3,700 now. Um, my Twitter following is like 3,500. Uh, it's not the biggest Twitter I know because there's like people that have like millions, but whatever, I'm getting there. No, no, I mean like uh, Patreon specifically. I think actually when I first uh, when I first found you, you were at about like uh, uh, probably 2.5 and that mm-hmm. was already kind of a, you know, on yeah. comparing to many other 3D artists. So, um, um, but yeah, no, uh, when it comes to the Patreon, I mean, I could just look at it right now. I haven't actually checked. Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, 3,733 patrons. So, okay. It's nice. Yeah, no, very <laughs> um, nice. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think that's great. And, uh, just, you know, uh, I'm curious, what's your, what's your personal next big thing? Like, uh, since we already covered what you say, think about the gains. So as of, uh, where do you want to get with, uh, you know, there's just like kind of a half chill life or there is anything that you're striving to. Sorry. Um, I 
honestly, I'm, I hit a point right now where I'm very, very content with how things are. So for me, the next goal is pretty much uh, whatever uh, major storyline comes from the D&D uh, or fantasy world. Like, I don't have a, like a high goal because I, I see myself continuing to do this as is. Um, so some people ask me, like, oh, would you see yourself, like, create, like, maybe uh, making a studio or something or making a business. I don't really see the need to that. I, I'm pretty good right where I'm at. So now uh, my, my next goal is the next model that is, uh, that I, that I'm inspired to make. You know, it's not really a huge thing. Like maybe, I don't know, get a castle. That'd be kind of nice. Right. Okay. I'll, I'll get a castle. <laughs> kind of cool. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm pretty happy, like right where I'm at. Anything that comes my way, I'm just ready to take it on. Oh my God, that's amazing. That's amazing. Look, as we're running out of time, I'm going to still like do a little tradition that we have here in the podcast. Um, okay. uh, there is a questionnaire of like 10 questions and you've got really like uh, a couple of words up to one sentence to answer each question. And um, yeah, I'm ready when you are uh okay i'm good all right uh, go. if you you don't have to right but you have to say that no, you pass I, <laughs> I like challenges and but i i have a very strange brain so my answers are going to be weird let's go no. let's go let's see sure. um so oh my god i already see how you answer several questions <laughs> anyway no it's not like i see but i see that uh, you're gonna give me very different answers from everybody else so what's yeah. your number one tip for combating distractions from working when working from home uh hmm that's a good one uh you said it wasn't my number one thing like tip yeah what do you do to combat distractions oh. or what you can recommend hmm Listening to Mongolian throat singing. Okay. And you have headphones on and you hear that like easy. Perfect. So zero in on what you're doing. So <laughs> uh, favorite tradition or holiday? Mm, Halloween. Okay. Halloween. Well, I know why. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. many reasons. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite way to get in some exercise? Favorite way, uh, waking up and doing it. I mean, yeah, I have a very regimented structure five days a week, put in an hour and a half. And if I don't, if I don't look hot when I'm done, then I'm doing something wrong. So there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, what's your source of inspiration? We kind of spoke about it, but. Mm, my source of inspiration is the look on the faces of my players when I reveal the monster that's gonna destroy all their characters. <laughs> that's the source of it, that's it. Like that's that's the moment when you pull it out and they're like, oh my God, that's so, oh, we're gonna die. Yeah. Amazing. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Best piece of advice I've ever been given? There's been a lot. It's been a lot. Um, hmm. Wow. Well, maybe not the best, but let's say just like a really good advice. Uh, okay. Um, do your best to end your day leaving 
the world or at least your world better than when you started. So did you finish the projects that you wanted to finish? Did you make your significant other happy? Is your house a little cleaner? Are the cats okay? Like, did you do something that made your world or the world, like, did you vote? Um, cool. Do something, yeah. And end your day knowing that you did something to make either your world or the world a little better. Wow, I love that. And, you know, like, thanks for the examples. I think that's really beautiful. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just a really nice, uh, really nice way of looking at it. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, how do you celebrate little victories? Hmm. Um, I'll either make myself a nice cocktail. Uh, maybe I'll enjoy a beer or, um, you know what? I'll just go hug my wife and tell her how great she is. I love you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, amazing. Um, then, uh, uh, the, well, not the last one, sorry. If you could see one movie again for the first time, what movie would that be and why? Ooh, there's so many good ones. Um, it would definitely be The Fellowship of the Ring because I read The Lord of the Rings when I was a teenager and then seeing that on screen is like, oh my God, it's, it's perfect. I can't wait to see the next one. What? So definitely Fellowship of the Ring from uh, The Lord of the Rings trilogy for sure. Amazing. And the last one now, what's your backup career? Probably, <laughs> I know, it's different. Yeah, I know. Probably, you know, just brush off the Duff USA jobs account and just find another government job. I mean, I'm a veteran, got 21 years of service. I left my office job on a high note. It's like, you know, if this really failed, it's like, well... <laughs> Go back Too many to the options, nine to five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, let's go back to the nine to five. America finds something. It's not that hard, uh, you know, with my background. Yeah, um, and also living yeah. next to DC. That's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, God, uh, after a, a year of basically being spoiled, where it's like waking up, what time is it? Oh, that's right. I don't need to freaking put on a suit and run to work. No, I can just go and exercise and then I can make some art. Like, yeah. Uh, like if I had to do it, obviously I would do it. You know, that's, you know, it's just how I'm built. And also, you know, you're serving your country in some way. It's, it's nice. But, uh, but would I want to do that again? No, not after a year of living my life. Like I okay. want to continue enjoying it. <laughs> Well, you know, thanks for explaining how that actually compares. That's quite vivid. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Miguel, thanks so much for coming on the show again. Like, uh, and uh, this has been this has been a blast, actually. It's uh, and it's been really interesting because I'm pretty sure that many people can relate with their nine to fives now. And uh, yeah, and also with the thoughts and ideas, like how fast and quick and easy that could be just like doing the you know yeah like a, a really oh. easy move to the internet <laughs> yeah if you have a nine to five you know always appreciate it and ensure that you have that stability um but if you can follow the art and you can follow what you want to do you know if you're smart about it and dedicated enough about it it can be done it just it's not easy. It's not easy. 
but it can be done. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. Will, thanks again for coming. I'm going to turn off the recording and, uh, you know, it's been a blast. Uh, I'm going to put all the links to your uh, Patreon account and everything under the video. So guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, that's under the video. If you're listening to this uh, on in the podcast form, uh, there is uh, a link to uh, the show notes on our website and you can find all the links uh, to get to know more about Miguel. So uh, Miguel, thanks again and uh, cheers. Yeah. Wow. I loved it. Don't know about you, but I absolutely loved uh, talking to Miguel and learning from him. And I think it was amazing. It's really nice, you know, to see artists like him that just take their skills, go out there and everybody loves what they do. That's amazing. I really, really love that. So uh, guys, thank you again for being here all this time. And uh, if you loved what we do and you want us to continue, give us a little like down there, any, any, uh, engagements are really welcome uh we really love when you ask questions as well so uh feel free to subscribe and activate this little bell next to subscribe so that you get notified when we release the next episode that's it for me i'll see you next week ciao thanks for listening to art heroes podcast check out www.artheroes.co for show notes more interviews, and free tools made for you by our team of mentors. Tune in next week for more inspiration and keep up the great work, hero. Mm.